CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham, where references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 12th of November 2023. Here are the main news headlines. RSGB Construction Competition, RSGB 2023 Convention Videos, RSGB QSL Bureau. Now the nights are drawing in, don't forget about the RSGB Construction Competition. To enable members across the country and even the world to take part, entries will be again judged over the internet rather than in person. This year, two new categories have been introduced, so there are six categories you can enter. Antennas, beginners, most creative and or elegant PCB design, construction elegance, excellence, sorry, innovation and software and systems. Special recognition will be given to entries submitted by radio amateurs under the age of 24 and to those who have just gained their foundation licence license. A cash prize will be awarded for the winner of each section with a bonus for the overall winner who will also be given the Pat Hawker G3VA award. The deadline for entries is the 1st of March 2024 and you can find more out on how to enter on the RSGB website under construction-competition. The RSGB has released three presentations from its 2023 convention. The first is the keynote speech in which Colonel John Doody talks about his life in the RF spectrum during the last 60 years and asks, is this the life for you? The second presentation is by the RSGB President John McCulloch, GI4BWM, who talks about his experience of 50 years on RSG, of RSGB membership and explains the wide range of services that are offered to members. He finishes with an overview of the four strategic priorities that the RSGB board has set until the 2024 AGM. The third presentation is the discussion with the board sessions that were hosted by Don Beattie, G3BJ, who has been both an RSGB president and president of IARU Region 1. The builds on the four strategic priorities, including questions from those attending this discussion forum and answers from the board directors. Although the three presentations are separate, the presentation by the RSGB president was immediately before the board session at the convention and is referred to in that discussion. You can find all three on the RSGB YouTube channels at youtube.com forward slash the RSGB. The RSGB QSL Bureau is pleased to advise that a replacement QSL sub-manager is now in place for the M1, M3, M5, M6, M7 QSL subgroups and Eastwood M7 ERT has kindly volunteered to take on all five busy groups. Members can again send second-class stamped C5-sized collection envelopes to the new address. Contact details are available on the RSGB website. Please remember to number each envelope and indicate your call sign and membership number in the top left corner as usual. Essex CW Amateur Radio Club's Activity Week runs from Monday the 13th of November to Sunday the 19th of November. This is a friendly non-contest style event to encourage both experienced and new Morse operators. Slow speed operators are especially welcome. Whilst the objective is to contact as many radio amateurs as possible in a week, 
It's, home, it's hoped that QSOs go beyond just an exchange of signal reports and become longer chats. Anyone who works at least 25 other stations qualifies for a free PDF award certificate. The station's work don't have to be SXCW Amateur Radio Club members, so please dust off your key or paddle and get on the air. Listen out for SXCW Club call signs GX1FCW and GX8CW during the event. More information and a list of preferred frequencies can be found at sxcw.uk. Please send details of your news and events to radcom at rsgb.org.uk. The deadline for submissions is 10am on Thursday before the Sunday broadcast. Now, details of rallies and events. The Rochdale and District Amateur Radio Society Winter Rally takes place on Saturday the 18th of November. The venue will be St Vincent de Paul's Hall, Norton, Rochdale, Lanx, OL 12 7QR. The doors open at 10am and entry will be £3. The usual traders, caterers and plenty of free parking will be available. All proceeds from this rally goes to a local charity. Last time £1,000 was given to the Rochdale Spring Hill Hospice. For more information please contact Dave Carden, G3RIK on 01706 or email dave at cardens.me.uk. The Coulston Amateur Transmitting Society Bazaar takes place on Sunday the 19th of November. The venue will be Oasis Academy Homefield Road, Old Coulston, CR51ES. Doors will open to the public from 10am to 2pm and the entrance fee will be £3. Traders bring and buy, club tables and car parking will be available. Tables cost £12 with additional tables at £8. Please forward general inquiries to bazaar at catsradio.org.uk. The Wiltshire Winter Rally, sorry, the Win- Wiltshire Winter Radio Rally will take place on Saturday, the twenty-fifth of November, nine a.m. to one p.m. Takes place at King D- King Kington Langley Village Hall and Playing Field, Kington Langley, Wiltshire, SN fifteen five NJ. Depending on weather, they may also be a small car boot section. Entry £3, no charge for under-16s. Further information, please contact chairman at chippenhamradio.club. Now for special event news, special call sign HB8DELOY is used by members of the Swiss Air Force Museum's Radio Club, HB4FR, commemorating 100th anniversary of the first transatlantic amateur two-way contact between Leon, Leon de Lois, or de Lois, 8AB, and Fred Schnell, 1MO, in November 1923. Listen for activity until the 31st of December. QSL VAR HB9ACA, preferably via the Bureau. RAF Waddington Amateur Radio Club is operating special event station GX3LQS Portable from the 7th to the 19th of November. The event is being held to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the RAF receiving its first typhoon on the 18th of December 2003. To help commemorate the event, members of the former RAF Coningsby Amateur Radio Club will be putting Q uh, will be putting GX3 LQS portable on the air from various locations during November and December. Some former club members, supported by RAF Waddington Amateur Radio Club, will be operating the call sign from RAF Binbrook from the 17th to the 19th of November. More details, visit qrz.com. 
Ken, LA7GIA and Shani, HA5DDX are active, uh, 7 Oscar, uh, uh, 8 Alpha Delta and 7 Oscar, 8 Alpha Echo, uh, respectively, from Socotra Island, which is AFO28 in Yemen, until the 16th of November. The team plans to have up to three stations working on the 160 to 10 metre bands, will operate using SSB, CW and FT8, QSL, OQRS and Logbook of the World. A team of amateurs is active as TJ9MD from Cameroon, using CW, FT8 and SSB, QSL Direct, YK2VUC, or via Logbook of the World. For more information, visit mdxc.support forward slash TJ9MD. Contest news worked all Europe. DX at Ritty contest started at 0000 UTC on Saturday the 11th, ends at 23.59 UTC today the 12th of November. Ritty only on the 8 to 10 metre bands where contests are allowed the exchanges signal report and serial number. Today the 12th, the UK Microwave Group Low Band Contest runs from 1200 from 1, to 1400 UTC, almost 1.3 to 3.4 gigs frequencies. The exchange signal report serial number and locator. Tuesday the 14th, 432 megs FM activity contest runs 1900 to 1955 UTC. Using FM on the 70 SEMS band, the exchange signal report serial number and locator. On Tuesday the 14th, the 432 Megs UK Activity Contest 2000-2230 UTC, all mode 70 SEMS ban the Exchange of Signal Report Serial Number and Locator. Wednesday the 15th, the Autumn Series SSB Contest runs 2000-2130 UTC, using SSB on the 80 metre ban the Exchange of Signal Report and Serial Number. Thursday the 16th, 70 centimetre UK Activity Contest Runs 2000-2230 UTC, all modes on the 4 metre band, the exchange of signal report, serial number and locator. And Saturday the 18th, the second 1.8 megs contest runs 1900-2300 UTC, using CW on the uh, 160 metre band, the exchange of signal report, serial number and district code. Now for the radio propagation report compiled by G0KYA G3YLA and G4BAO. They write, Last week was characterised by very unsettled geomagnetic conditions which took their toll on the high-frequency band. Z. Bands. The KB index hit 7 on the 5th of November, sparking visible aurora all over the UK. This also caused auroral conditions on the bands, with many people commenting on the auroral flutter on the lower HF bands and hearing auroral-type signals on the 10-metre band. Unfortunately, these conditions didn't improve very quickly and upper bands were badly affected as the subsequent geomagnetic storm continued. By late afternoon on the 5th, HF began to return to normal, with MUFs over 3,000 km path hitting more than 28 megs again. The solar flux index at this point was 146, with 11 C-class flares being detected on Monday but nothing worse. Unsettled geomagnetic conditions continued on and off until the morning of Thursday the 9th when KP index finally got down below 4 and stayed there. A quick check of the 10 metre band on Thursday afternoon revealed the W1AW CQ practice transmission on 28.0675 megs plus 2 to 10 watt beacons audible from Gibraltar, Italy, Greece and eastern seaboard of the USA. The band was open but not exactly humming. Also on Thursday, the data feed 
to propquests.co.uk failed, resulting in a lack of graphs for the F2-layer critical frequency and extrapolated MUFs. Let's hope it returns quickly. Next week, NOAA predicts the solar, solar flux index will be around 150, and the KP index will be 2 or 3. If that's the case, we can expect conditions to be a bit better. But as always, a coronal mass ejection could put an end to all the fun with an increased KP index and a decreased MUF. VHF and up the current spell of unsettled weather is likely to continue for another week at least with some fairly strong weather systems possible, which could bring gales and heavy rain. With fast-moving systems, it's pointless with such a long lead time to try and nail down the exact timings of each individual system. Once again, Tropo will not be a big player in VHF-UHF operating, uh, except perhaps over this weekend, the 11th and 12th, as a transient wheat ridge crosses the country. You might still see the odd spike um, of higher E-layer critical frequencies on the propquest.co.uk NVIS chart when it comes back online. Lately, these have been during the mid-morning period, so maybe give the 10-metre and 6-metre bands a cursory check during the coming week. It's not entirely clear why the bands have been so reliable during the recent week, but may a response to, but perhaps a response to meteor input. We're approaching the peak of the Torrid meteor shower over the 12th and 13th of November. This is followed by the much larger Leonids towards the end of next week on the 17th and 18th of November. This also means that it's worth listening for some meteor scatter signals throughout the week, or the next week or so. There was a nice auroral opening on 6 metres up to 2 metres late in the afternoon on the 5th of November, with a planetary KP index reaching 6 to 7. This produced rare visual aurora sightings down to the south coast. Auroral CW and SSB signals sound watery on the LF bands and very raspy and whispery on the HF and VHF. For EME operators, moon declination is negative and falling again, reaching a minimum on Thursday the 16th, path loss is due to fall and 144 megs sky noise is low apart from Monday the 13th when the sky and moon are close to the sun. Let's read that last bit again. Apart from Monday the 13th when the sun and moon are close to the sky. Hmm. From Wednesday it rises to a high of 2,900 Kelvin on Thursday. That's it from the propagation team for this week. That's all from me, likewise, until next week.